This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Charlotte Chung and Fred Tatashore. And you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, we check out the latest edition of Game Informer to see if I agree with their list of best games for anime fans, games based on anime, as well as the games they feel need a comeback. I also talk about my first blog entry on TalkTimeLive.com dedicated to Sailor Moon games. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. again everybody and welcome back to another episode of select start i am your host xavier josiah um unfortunately not too much big news going on this week i mean there's some news to talk about this week i don't have a real review to talk about this week because nothing big has come out yet june is going to be the hot month i guarantee i already got like guilty gear strive and we're going to talk about that in a bit because i'm going to announce a contest that i'm going to be working on with that as well um we also got zelda which I believe may be releasing next week. It's the, um, what is that? It is the the expansion pack that's coming out next week. So that may actually be in review possibly. It's the 28th, I believe, which is a Friday. So actually it probably won't be in review till June (laughs) when everything else comes out. So that's not going to be a factor. So there's not really in, in, in the world of gaming, it's really slow paced because I think everything's just waiting for June to come in. Like E3 is coming. We don't know who's going to be announcing. Well, we do kind of know who's going to be announcing some things and who's not. We still don't know what Sony's going to be doing yet. Um, what Nintendo's got planned for anything, you know, it's, it's up in the air right now. But I do have some things I do want to talk about because the latest edition of Game Informer came out. So we'll be talking about that. We'll also be talking about what I am doing with TalkTimeLive.com. And in fact, let me talk about that right now. Let's get that one out of the way. As you guys know, uh, TalkTimeLive.com is a brand new website, updated, completely redesigned uh, for better assessment of the podcast and other content that I'm making, one of which is the blog page. I am now writing <laughs> and doing some little entries in there everywhere. Sometimes it's going to be editorial. Sometimes it's just going to be looking back at certain things that I had a chance to play and some and some games as um, that you may have not even known about, one of which is the Sailor Moon Games. So here's the reason why I'm doing that. I'm doing a dedication to that. I've mentioned this before. I've announced this that I am uh, working with Repop for their uh, series of panels. I did one for My Hero Academia, the cast of that, uh, the Naruto trivia cast as well, and the cast of Pokemon, the original OG cast of that. So I had a chance to do that, and I am going back again in June, and it's gonna be from June 7th to June 13th, and it may be something else of that, but um, I believe June 7th to June 13th is gonna be the date for that. So one of the panels I'm going to be doing and trivia shows that I'm going to be doing involves the cast of Sailor Moon. 
Now, as you guys know, there's also a movie coming out on Netflix for Sailor Moon called Sailor Moon Eternal. That's coming out part one and two. So in honor of all of that, I've put together a best of Sailor Moon games, which talks about some of the best games that I had the chance to play that I, I played a lot of them. I've actually played a lot of Sailor Moon games. I played a lot of import games, period. Not just Sailor Moon, but like Dragon Ball. Like during the 90s, people don't understand. Like if you're young and you're listening to this now because you weren't, you were probably born in, in 1990 or in the 1990s, you didn't have the luxury that we had of doing something really interesting in the gaming world that is not really done right now because everything, we get everything now. And there was a certain there were certain gamers like myself would get imported games because at that time Japan would make games that would never see the light of day in, in, in the United States in America. Sometimes they would be in the European market. Sometimes they would be in, in North, um, in North America of some sorts, but there were games that we would never see the light of day games, uh, like sailor moon, uh, based on an anime series, uh, Dragon Ball games in the 90s were not seen. The only way you were able to get these games were, you know, through merchants, you know, if people, you know, go to certain stores that had, you know, that sold import games. Maybe they were game stores. Maybe they were, you know, stores that will, you know, mod up your uh, PlayStations and such or sell the, you know, the gimmick uh, cartridges that allowed you to play imported games. And those were awesome because it was felt like you were doing something, you're doing something that you weren't supposed to do, but you were getting a chance to do it. <laughs> it was kind of an underground type of thing. So, you know, we, I used to get my PlayStations modded up and all this stuff. It used to take two weeks for them to do this too. And it was always scary because getting, you know, giving your PlayStation, which you already paid a lot of money for to give to some strange dude at a store to mod it up. And it takes two weeks. You're just dying to play this game. You're dying to play all these new, you know, games from that you that normally a lot of people don't get a chance to play. And lo and behold, it finally gets here and you play it and you buy all these games. The games itself like costs like when you play like you pay back in the day, like normally like 40 bucks to maybe 60 bucks for a game. Um, I, in the 90s, it was, I don't think it was 60 bucks until I think maybe PlayStation 3. And because things just, you know, graphics and everything started getting better. But during a PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 1 era, they weren't that expensive. I think 50 at the most. But even still, that pales in comparison to that of the actual, um, the, the imports. Because if you buy an import game, like say, I'll give an example, Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Battle 22. That game was probably at least a hundred bucks because you're you're paying you know you it's the import price you know the the uh the store owners the distributors have to pay you know have to get that money back because they're getting it across a across the country from a different region and whatever like that so you know they gotta they gotta get that money back somehow because they it cost them a lot to get them get it there so now it's pretty much a standard thing like you could go to playasia.com and get imported stuff uh there and it's about pretty much about the same thing because you still got to do the same shipping and all the stuff so you're going to be paying you're always going to pay more than the normal game that you would get that would be released in america sailor moon games were just the same at the time you know sailor moon was a hot little uh you know title at the time that was coming out and 
uh, a lot of people wanted to see this because this this series TV series was showing an all female superhero team and they were breaking barriers in terms of like orientation and and, and sexuality and all this stuff and you know just seeing a you know just really cool animated series with these monsters and demons and you know Queen Beryl and all the stuff and the uh, Knights of Heaven and, and and such like that and it was just a it was different it was definitely different so you know people like myself who tape traded back then got excited for stuff like that for content like that and you know then we found out their video games based on it be, you know playing on the same systems that we actually play but not super nintendo but super famicom not mega drive not genesis but mega drive you know and that makes the gamer and us really want it more so we went after it we paid the money we did it but with that i was able to play some of the sailor moon games that we got to play a lot of them i think only one game made it to america and I think there was an arcade game that made it to America. Um, I never played it in the arcades, but I actually own it now via ROM. And I had the chance to play it. So um, it, it was by Banpresto and, and Sega and whatnot. But nonetheless, I created a, my first blog entry. And my first blog entry, I actually said it was going to be uh, based on Platinum Games, which I'm still going to be working on. But I decided to put that on hold due to the significance of what's going to happen in June. And plus, not only that, because I'm playing one of the uh, platinum games right now that I never got a chance to play, and that was Nier Automatic, I believe it's called. So I'm currently playing that, checking that out, see if that is going to be among the list of my favorite, you know, platinum games right now, and seeing about that. So that article is going to be coming down the line soon as well. So stay tuned for that. But the blog for the Sailor Moon, for the best of Sailor Moon, it's going to be released on june 1st i already took care of it it's already done uh i hope you guys like it i put a lot into it you know uh gave it a little bit of presentation if you will with it so you're gonna see not only me talking you know writing about the articles but also actually you're actually gonna see the videos so i you know went on youtube found a bunch of youtube um videos of the games that i were i was able to play and you'll get to see it so it's pretty it's pretty cool I, I love it um not only that no 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 surprise i actually own a retro pie console that was given to me uh by a friend so that's why I, I can i'm able to play a lot of these games the thing i don't like is that i have this wired controller that's connected to it but i went on amazon and i ordered a wireless controller which will be coming on monday so now i because my desk and the TV that I have, the smart TV that I have, it's like way beyond. So I had to get out of, get up from my desk, sit, take a chair and put it all the way over there. It's too tedious for me. So I want to try this new controller, this new wireless controller for PCs and, and other multiple uh, consoles that it's compatible with and test, uh, test it out. And if it's awesome, I'll let you guys know. It got a lot of stars on uh, Amazon, so we'll see uh well uh, it'll be coming next week i'll check it out i'm looking forward to it as well so yeah that, it's just the beginning of what i'm going to do on talk time live um i'm looking to do quite a bit in the coming uh days and adding more content to it i still got to do a lot of things in terms of um the hall of fame list that i had to add there um right now i think there's about like 10 pages of content 
on the TalkTimeLive.com page, including the podcast page, which you can hear this episode and every episode on air. You can check out all the TalkTimeLive exclusives on air and you, you'll just you'll have a good time checking it out. It's a really easy to uh, you know navigate page and the mobile page as well is pretty damn good. So um, check it out. Enjoy it and keep supporting us on that note. So other the other news I want to talk about is actually probably the biggest news of this uh, this week is probably going to be uh, Overwatch 2 right now because they had a uh, live stream, you know, uh, showing of the of what's to come here. And some people are a little bit not happy about some of the changes that are coming, uh, in particular, the PVP aspect and it they decided to cut it down from 6v6 to 5v5 meaning it's going to be 5 versus 5 and there and i i i didn't really look at it to see the reason but it looks like because they because of the design and everything that they are doing that they had to restructure it in order to fit some other things in there so uh some people are up in arms about it it's like you can't please everybody but I for what I from a, from what I've seen it looks awesome. Um, they have new maps that are really awesome from around the world. Monte Carlo uh, was revealed. New York was revealed. Uh, they also mentioned that um, assault will be removed from competitive play. And assault is a mode, according to uh, IGN, by the way. Assault uh, mode is a mode where an attacking team and defending team via uh, for contested capture points on a map. Attacking teams will have a set time to capture a point while a defending team must stop them. And the two teams will switch off. So that's being taken off. Um, now, interestingly so, because I wonder if they're gonna still keep that on the original Overwatch because the deal is that a lot of, there's gonna be some is some data transferring between the two games and if memory serves me correct they're like if you get a certain character new character on overwatch 2 they will be able to be playable overwatch 1 and other content will be transferable as well so it's going to be interesting are they going to take that out of the first game as well we'll see um blizzard is also working on more push maps than just toronto so that was mentioned as well uh overwatch 2 uh blizzard is experimenting on new modes beyond push two so not all maps will be tied to the story so they'll be having separate maps to the story honestly all i care about is the story mode <laughs> like everything that they do in that in that game in the first game was pretty good i really even me i'm not a fps fan i've enjoyed it i enjoyed a lot of what they did on the first game and I didn't, you know, it was just, all right, I get, I get knocked, I get knocked, but I still just wanted a story mode to it. And not only that, the story mode should just be kind of a tutorial, easy, a way to ease new fans in and get them really immersed into that universe. They can't make it for the pros. They can't. It needs to be strictly for the casual fans, the fans that haven't gotten a chance to come in and really understand why this game is awesome the story mode should really introduce that it should really be a a an introduction uh, introductory type of experience i should say um for that so 
I'm hoping that's the case. Um, but there will be certain maps that would not be there. And that's understandable because that's, you know, Marvel Avengers uh, has done that as well for that, too. So uh, gameplay and design changes or oh, as, as stated on IGN.com. <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Um, Overwatch 2 will update the HUD um, and features an improved UI. The healer UI now shows the portrait of the heroes you're healing. Interesting. Weapons will uh, feel more visceral with a better sound system, animation, and feedback. I'm sure because now we have the PlayStation 5 and we have the Xbox Series X and Series S that really do some really good stuff with uh, damage with it. Uh, Overwatch 2 will continue to add new heroes 2.0 looks, which updated designs for every hero in the roster various character reworks uh zarya now has two charges for her bubbles movement acceleration for uh heroes has been very slightly slowed in uh, overwatch 2 and i think i remember this because they were talking when i what i did see in the development uh video that they were doing slept by like three hours too by the way um that some of the especially when it comes to the big characters like they're massive characters that you like using and while trying to go like make a turn down a hill and still try to you know frag a, a, a an opponent or whatever like that it's gonna be hard to do but now they slowing it down so it'll be a little bit easier for you to target enemies a little bit better not perfectly or but just enough to make it somewhat of a um opportunistic time to do it so that's going to be it. over um over health and overshield will be combined into a single bar. Uh, Blizzard is looking to looking at improving crowd control mechanics, but it is still a work in progress, as well as everything else in that game. Still, no, uh, I don't believe there's any release date for this as well. So, um, there's a Jeff Kaplan tribute as well. Uh, it was caught by Polygon that in the New York map, uh, Overwatch 2 has a fun tribute for uh, the director. In here and it says uh, dinner's jeff's corner pizza in there so that's pretty awesome like the, i saw the new york map the new york maps looks pretty cool it kind of has a you know a retro like noir type of look of new york so I, I thought that was pretty cool um so yeah that's pretty much what they have announced so far but unfortunately no date yet i don't think this thing's coming out in 2021 at all um i think this is deemed for a 2022 date pretty pretty much so uh, we will see. I, I, it's the only, it's the only first person shooter I am looking forward to playing. Like, honestly, it, it just, I can't, I don't like messing with too many FPS games at all, but that's going to be the one that I am excited about. Not just because I interview, you know, Fred Tatashore and, and, um, Charlotte Chung, but just, I love the presentation, the presentation of what they did with that. It's just pretty awesome. So moving on, let's talk about game informer because they had two, three interesting articles here that I wanted to talk about. And one of which was they had that article for, for some reason they were focusing on anime this week um, and this uh, month's issue. So they have an article that was talking about anime for, uh, for gamers. And this is based on anime series that has a video game aspect or theme or spin to it. So I'm gonna run down the list 
of these shows and series that they have some of them i've actually saw others i did not like new game i haven't seen in here and uh it looks very interesting uh what do they say the story is here the narrative centers around an ambitious bright-eyed ob oba i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing that right who starts her first day as a character designer for an all-female studio called eagle jump uh watching the team and the camaraderie as they work uh, to make a sequel to a to their popular game is endearing so that's something i'll be interested in looking into and hopefully some i because i have an account with funimation i'm hoping that some of these are in funimation that i could check out maybe i can do some reviews on them you know later on uh for the prime show so i'll, I'll check that out gamers i feel like i saw before i think i did see like an episode or two before but i didn't finish it um so I, I'm not really sure. The story focuses around a small group of students who are members of a game. Yeah, I did see this before, but I never finished this. Um, they're members of a game club. And as I'm thinking about that, like which school starts a video game club? But that's actually something that is starting because I believe Howard University is actually starting their own video game esport team. So it is becoming a thing. So it's not so far off from weird. Um, I need to finish this because I didn't realize this, but you know, they, according to Game Informer, as I'm reading this, it says expect trips to arcade video game shops and seeing characters face off against each other in real games like Fighter, Persona, 4, Arena, Ultimax. By the way, love that game. Um, that game was out for the, for the, I wonder if, I, I gotta check and see PlayStation Now has it. But that game came out for uh, the PlayStation 3 and they never brought it back out or they never put it on the switch or whatever like that it's an awesome awesome persona game and i wish they would actually you know work on bringing that back because that that fighting game is is just wasted here so um this is a i gotta i gotta finish this i, gotta, I actually gotta finish some of these i can guarantee you i finished this one high school girl which is not available on funimation it's on netflix it's a netflix exclusive actually it is one of the best animes i've watched in terms of anime about video games because this is in fact a love letter to video games like there's so many video game references it is awesome not only just street fighter outrun um virtual cop and, and what even i love about the, this series is that they educate you on certain like aspects of certain games like they really get into some historical things about certain games that happens and if you're if you're a historian of video games you'll recognize some of the things that they say it's pretty awesome to hear you'll actually learn some things about it but what even what it does too is that it create there's a center story here about two kids that are kind of fall or actually three kids that are passionate about video games but also have a bit of an affection for each other um what is the main character's name here uh horo i always think i'm gonna screw this up because it's been a while since i watched this but horo um he pretty much meets his gaming match and uh akira and the rich she's a pretty much a rich girl from his school but she's kind of an introvert and she doesn't really talk much um but she speaks through video games and she noticed that he actually is really good at it she i think he in fact beats her and they kind of get a connection 
through video games. There's also another female character that comes in here as well that kind of makes it into like a triangle situation. And even though she's not as good of a video game of a gamer as those two are, she wants to become a gamer, a, a better gamer to get close to him. And it's just such an awesome story. And just like I said, it's a big love story as a love story anime is a comedy but it's also a love letter to video games it's out of i guarantee you i'm gonna watch a lot of these uh series or i have watched a lot of these series i don't think anybody any of them is going to top high score girl absolutely i've reviewed it i've reviewed all three seasons on netflix on the prime show so i mean that's how much i enjoyed it and i think i'm really need to check out some of these other ones too um hack slash shine dot hat uh slash shine is you know no stranger to anybody in both the anime and the gaming world because there were fans there are fans of the gaming world that love this and the fans of anime that love this series so this is no different here bottom tier character tomazaki uh where does this center around a newer one as one of the new animes on list bottom tier takaza follows tomazaki uh, who ranks as the top of the world at a Smash Brothers clone called Attack Families, but struggles at playing the game of life. That speaks for itself. I like that. I like that because, you know, gamers, some, there are a lot of gamers out there who mostly, you know, get deep, uh, like dives deep into the game. And it's easier for them to be able to coexist and, and live within the gaming world. But, you know, kind of introverted into that situation can't you know have some social issues um with you know being around people in life so i love this this is a life story that happens to have a video game theme to it as well so awesome uh, of course everybody knows about sword art online uh no stranger to that i love the anime way more than i love the game series <laughs> the game series i cannot get into it is i i've tried playing those games so many times i think i played three sword art online games they were just too boring like it's one thing to say that I, I, I have a hard time playing um monster hunter games but that was for different reasons and now as i as you all know i'm a big fan of monster hunter rise but sword art online the games itself were just too boring to me it was too much way too much dialogue too complex you know just, it's something that you just you have to just, it's not a pick up and play game you have to really be invested into it and nothing else i hate games like that <laughs> really hate like hate games like that but as far as the anime series the, especially the first series i love it i absolutely love it because it it really um it did tremendous from a storytelling standpoint uh the chemistry between the two main characters in there were always were awesome uh kirito was really awesome and I, I tell you i love that series so much that i actually have a replica of uh, his sword in my office right now so um I, I that's how much i loved it i love that darn series uh i forgot I, I forgot i had the replica i'm looking right at it right now but i love the chemistry between kirito and uh the, the i forgot the um the female that he was going after in this in the game and then you know tried to save her life outside of the game and the storytelling in that series was just awesome the other thing that series did to me is swore me off of vr games <laughs> uh just the first episode where everybody's so hyped about getting into this vr game and all of a sudden people are getting murdered and you know it's just like it's insane it's it's just crazy and how that 
developed at the end, which is awesome. So, uh, but I, I told myself I would never want to play a VR game ever, <laughs> ever. And, you know, if if there's a reason why people aren't playing VR games as much, might be because of this damn anime. Still there. So, um, Excel World. I did watch this a long time ago. In fact, that was one of the episodes that my former guest, my former co-host, GSN Rio, cosplayer, uh, look her up. Trust me, you won't regret it. Um, it was one of the animes that she had me watch. I remember this. It's been a long time since I watched it, but I, I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, it has sort of the Sword Art Online type of kick to it, and it's really cool. Uh, I really enjoyed it, but go out of your way to check that one out. Definitely. It's been, I need to revisit that. Um, well, Taku or we Takoi, I should say, uh, love is hard for Otaku. Uh, so what is this based on? Switch the story here. Former middle school classmates, the two reconnect and confine in each other over hard, how hard it is to find love because people tend to look down at their passions. Uh, I take it there's a video game reference to this. There's a video game aspect to this as well. So um, this may be something that people want to check out as well. And I believe, no, we got two more here. The other one is in, <laughs> this is one of those long title, uh, well, long title animes. And you thought there was never a girl online. I love these titles that are like kind of, you know, sentences pretty much. Like for instance, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, which by the way, segue that in, that's gonna be one of the casts that I'm gonna be working with on the Repop Metaverse coming in June. So stay tuned for that. We're gonna be talking all things slime in there. <laughs> so uh, stay tuned for that one as well. I, that's a series that I absolutely talk about. You know what? I am surprised on this list that series is not on here. That's very interesting. Um, and the last one is The World God Only Knows. So that's on air as well. Um, what did they say? Um, let me see. Uh, Kimi Kata, uh, Kutsuragi is a master of dating sims, wooing every, two, t, uh, wooing every 2D girl that comes his way. His reputation and skill precedes him. So when he gets an email offering to, uh, him a contract to conquer girls, he thinks that uh, he thinks of it as just another game challenge. Unfortunately for him, he's just made a deal with a demon from hell and it must honor uh must honor his side of the agreement by helping him uh, helping her capture runaway spirits <laughs> that's hilarious okay i'm sold on that one I'm, i definitely gotta watch that one so hopefully funimation has a lot of these or netflix has a lot of these or i, I got i'm i we have a bunch of streaming apps right now so Hopefully one of them has some of these deals in there, but I guarantee you, if I can recommend definitely any of these anime, I would say Excel World, uh, Sword Art Online, uh, Dot Hack Sign, yes. Even though I wasn't deeply in it, into that, um, but absolutely, High Score Girl, if you have not watched that, and you are a Street Fighter fan, or a fighting game fan, period, and just a gamer, period, out of all of them, 
that is the one now i just mentioned that time i got reincarnated into a slime i don't understand why that was not mentioned on here because all right we already went through season two but it's pretty obvious that these people are in some sort of they haven't revealed it and i haven't read the manga but it's pretty obvious that they're in some form of video game world it is obvious that these people are being brought into this video game world but they're not saying how then again i've never watched i never read the manga at all but it's i think that should have been easily on this uh, list as well and again i'm gonna say this again stay tuned june 7th to 13th the repop metaverse find the metaverse.com i will be hosting a panel with the cast of that how i got uh, that time i got reincarnated into a slime so stay tuned for that so that was the list that they have here and it's a pretty good list it is a pretty good list and i'm even intrigued on finding out some of the other things that they have here so um then they have seller uh some of their favorite anime games period so let's run down and see if i agree with this okay yes to the first one which is definitely dragon ball fighter z it is arguably the best dragon ball game out there like that in dragon ball fighters and xenoverse are possibly the two best dragon ball games out right now and i i, I would love to say dragon ball kakarot but in comparison to what you could do with those two games it doesn't pale like it's i i would say dragon ball z as dragon ball fighters and is uh dragon ball uh xenoverse are even tied and that would probably make dragon ball z kakarot a definite second and if i really had to say it it would be a third um but it's really hard to, for me to compare dragon ball fighters to dragon ball xenoverse because they both kind of bring something to the table uh if anything dragon ball xenoverse would probably be number one because it has so much content and so many other things for you to do two different story modes in there a car battle game in there plus some other things it's a lot to do in that game so if anything i would think that would just make the wire of what you could do with that game so um but dragon ball fighters absolutely uh naruto ultimate ninja storm 4 road to baruto absolutely and in fact i would go on to say the the entire ultimate ninja storm series from one to four is just awesome for yes being kind of the best one because and are you talking in terms of gameplay you're talking in terms of uh storytelling well actually i think two beats it in storytelling because it's based on a pain saga and there then three is based on the great ninja war four is kind of moving on to the madara uchiha you know uh saga but also kind of interjects it like kind of introduces the baruto um universe as well the uh, world as well but i would i would kind of say yes i would agree with this I'm only i would just add on the entire ultimate ninja storm series period because all of it is you know cinematic beauty and possibly still one of bandai namco's best games that they ever made especially in terms of anime games um but this one also and i've always speak highly of this not only because of how awesome it is, but also because it is possibly the best soccer game I've ever played and probably the easiest soccer game I've ever played. And that's Captain Subasa, Rise of the New Champion. This game keeps giving you the best. They keep giving you new content every time. It's always exciting to play. It's very challenging to play, but it's also easy to play as well. And you get rewarded majorly with some of the most 
epic cinematic scenes of kicks and techniques that they do that resembles that of like Dragon Ball moves or Street Fighter moves or whatever in a soccer field. So trust me, I play this game a lot. I go back. This is one of my go back games. I absolutely go back to the game and enjoy it. And it's just every time I go into it, I get so immersed into that game. So that's a definite yes. Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution. Okay. I can't speak on this and I won't speak on this on the, on the fact that one, but the past Yu-Gi-Oh! games that I've ever played felt like a little bit too complicated. Like I like, I think Dragon Ball card battle is a lot easier to play. Dragon Ball, uh, Super Dragon Ball Heroes World Missions, a lot, e much easier to play. I would... I'm not a big Yu-Gi-Oh fan, period. <laughs> it's just, I felt like when I watched the, when I watched the anime, it was so ridiculous in the sense that I felt like every single time I watched them compete in a card battle, that one always had a card over on the other. And eventually they would, you know, one, the, one or two of the people win, but just like, you got a counter for everything. It just seemed like you're just countering people over and over again. Like, geez, I know it's supposed to be like an intense battle and everything, an intense rivalry and intense competition. But can somebody just go out in like a minute <laughs> because they just made the wrong move or something like that? But nonetheless, Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist uh, Link of Evolution is something that they uh, uh, absolutely recommend. You know what? Far be it for me. I Maybe I'll try it again. Maybe I'll see. If it if it's I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Unfortunately, no content for just reading off um, what he's saying here. Uh, even if you don't know what the Millennium Puzzle is, you've and you've never played car battle um, card games or motorcycles. <laughs> this is a good entry point. OK, so they're saying that this game is a is one of those games that'll ease you in much like i've mentioned to monster hunter rise i may i may i may challenge this i may challenge this and absolutely buy this game and give it a review and see what happens from there uh dot hack uh gu last rescue uh recode uh is a game i've played um dot hack sign games or dot hack games before um you know they're pretty good they're they're good action rpgs i uh, didn't play this recent one before I, it wasn't to the point that it, it'll draw me into the series at all but i thought it was pretty good for what it's worth um so i mean it is it is what it is uh, i can vouch for this one piece pirate warriors 4 i reviewed that on the show before absolutely loved it it is the best pirate warriors game of them all uh just in terms of graphics the the um the character design everything steps up majorly in here um this is one of you know tecmo koi's and bandai namco's best you know collaboration of dynasty warrior uh games it's just awesome it is just really I, you know what's funny i'm playing uh orochi warriors for ultimate right now and it plays more on the traditional style of dynasty warrior which is actually kind of boring <laughs> in comparison to that of like Hyrule Warriors or um or or Fire Emblem Warriors or even you know Pirate Warriors. Like all of these games are better versions of that of the Samurai Warriors and Dynasty Warrior format. It it just is. Um they managed to make it a lot more fun to play. 
unfortunately, I mean, it's, I'm still playing the game because I'm, I'm waiting to unlock uh, Ryu Hayabusa, which was the only reason why I bought that game in the first place, because it's a way for me to play a Ninja Gaiden game that's kind of easy <laughs> to play before I actually play the Ninja Gaiden series that's coming out in June. So, you know, it is what it is. But one piece pirate warriors four is one of my favorites it's actually it's one of it's one of my two favorite one piece games ever in here i, I can definitely vouch for it. it's an awesome game and it looks great on whatever whichever system it is ps4 xbox one or switch it all looks just as great even in handheld mode so awesome digimon uh story cyber sloth complete edition um definitely a no for me on that because i've already played pokemon and i feel like this is way too much of a pokemon thing and i know people love digimon for what it is but i've never saw digimon for digimon for anything other than what it is it is a direct clone to pokemon given with a different twist so i'm good but this is what they recommend so that is that um steins gate elite ps4 switch and pc this was another anime series that Gia uh, actually recommended me to, and we reviewed together on our old anime underground podcast that we did. Uh, it was a small series of podcasts, like 13 episodes that we did together. And we talked about anime that, you know, she, I, I, I talked about old school anime that she didn't know about, and she recommended me to check out anime that she watches, and then we were review it the next time around steins gate was one of them because she was big on she was big on uh kind of you know time traveling type of storytelling she two things that she was into that or that she still is into um gia sanrio is a big is big on horror big on thriller and big on time travel this was definitely one of them now i will admit and we talked about this before this thing had like what 22 episodes the first 10 episodes are so slow building that it was almost hard to get through. But once you got through the at like the 10th the episode, that's when things turn around. It goes a total 180 and it becomes very exciting and awesome. And that, and that's when you definitely understand why this series is so awesome. And they have a video game series on air. So like if you're a fan of this series, I would I don't know if I can recommend this game because I never played this game. But if you love the series, definitely. It, it's probably giving you something to, for uh, for your money right there. Um, Fist of the North Star, Lost Paradise, absolutely. It was using from the people who brought you Yakuza. So basically, Ryuga Goto Ku basically is the team that brought this, which means yes, the Dragon Engine is was being used for this very awesome game, and it did not disappoint at all. Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise is one of my favorite Yakuza games ever. Even though it's not a Yakuza game, it's being used by the same dragon engine that they use for the for the actual uh for the Yakuza series, for judgment, all of that. It's being used. They read they revamped it, they redesigned it to look like a post-apocalyptic world based on the uh Fist of the North Star series. And man it's just it's an awesome awesome game it just adds on everything it has a lot of mini games there's a lot of a hell of a lot of replay value to it uh you can replay the story mode even after you beat the game again and honestly i really want to go back and play this game it's just the, there's so many awesome things about it and things that you could do the baseball bar the baseball mini game the bartending mini game uh you going out and getting different you know tapes or whatever like that it's just so awesome 
And then also on top of that, you can play as Kazuma Kiryu on here as a skin in here. It's just, they just give you so much. So if you have not played Fist of the North Star yet, in fact, and I will tell you this, Fist of the North Star is the first game, is the, I'm sorry, the first anime I've really, I, it was my first initiation to hardcore anime because that was possibly like, I, of course, we never consider Battle of the Planets or Star Blazers or um, Speed Racer as quote unquote anime because they were cartoons before the term anime came. But when the term anime came, Fist of the North Star was the first one I watched and it was like one of those anime uh, movies and series that was so gritty, so violent that like I felt like if you can't take this you really can't take anime because this is pretty much it and then afterwards it was like Demon City and uh Legend of the Overfiend and all these other ones with just this animation that we've never seen before in the states at the time this was the kind of the pioneer of that for me so absolutely go after um Fist of the North Star and surprisingly the last one and I absolutely agree with this because I hate turn-based games mostly unless they call fairy tale fairy tale you, i look you guys if you've been if you've been with me for the longest run i reviewed fairy tale a while back it is the only turn-based game that i will swear by all right all right that's not true that in super mario uh super mario brothers all-stars that's the only one uh the uh, their rpg game but this game right here is possibly the best turn-based game i've ever played it is so fun to play it is so action-packed and i think the reason being is because it's just so fast-paced you know it, it doesn't slow down a bit when you're doing battles and i think that was the one big thing that i hated about turn-based because from a real world standpoint i don't want to come off looking at me uh, and, and i'm fighting and i'm just standing there waiting for you to hit me and you hit me no in this case it's fast-paced you can counter a move whatever you want and it, it just it just it's really cool plus the storytelling is really cool and it's just ongoing i i found myself loving this game ever so much absolutely love this game i highly recommend that game at all and that was their list pretty much right there for that note um there is another article in here that i uh they have here too and i want to see if i can find it here um pretty sure i can come across it it was talking about games that needed revitalizing and one of which was games that i uh revival here we go franchise revival here and it was games pretty much that i've um mentioned too one of which i mentioned a couple weeks ago so their list twisted metal absolutely needs to come back i wholeheartedly agree it was one of the original badass uh playstation games from playstation one and two Twisted Metal and PlayStation 3 had uh, one too, if I'm correct. They, they redid one for PlayStation 3. The great thing about this, for those who don't know or have never played Twisted Metal, Twisted Metal is a classic, legendary PlayStation staple that, that like, as, as Game Informer is saying, it really, it did lead to charge uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, it was a, uh, it was a really twisted, dark, telling story of a competition that was led by kind of like the devil <laughs> and you were in this construction derby and whoever won this contest construction derby contest to the death it was like death race pretty much and whoever won this competition gets one wish now here's the twist 
every and why this is called twisted metal every time a character won they had they had a whole slew of different characters for the for this for these games um especially the main character which was a clown with a flaming head look <laughs> say what you will but um every time you win the twisted metal competition the twisted metal tournament you would get a wish i forgot the the main um bad guy's name but basic calypso i, th- I believe his name was i think i don't quote me but i think it was calypso every time you would you win and calypso would absolutely give you his wish there's a twist to that wish so you it's you get what you want but there's a there's a certain twist to it like you will regret it after a while you will absolutely regret getting that 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 wish (laughs) and every and the cool part was also much like other fighting games or whatever each character you know came with their own ending and their ending you got to see the results of that wish and it always comes up so bad nobody nobody got away skate unscathed in this game so it was pretty awesome and i love these i love the character direction of this game i love the story development of this game i love the callisto character in here so yeah i would love to see this make a comeback um the other one was one that i actually did a whole entire episode of that you know in dedication of dmx and that was def jam vendetta and fight for new york so they agreed that that needs to be i don't need to talk about any more than i already did about that game as well uh spec ops you know it's one of those games that people wanted you you just like you know they call it a bargain bin shooter on here (laughs) as well uh nba street yes i absolutely agree with this um i talked about this again with def jam vendetta because both of them were part of the what was called the ea big series and that was a series of sports related games that were kind of had a kind of have a arcade twist to it you know a, a which kind of gave you know it looked like a cartoony type of deal um nba street had a basketball it was basketball with a combat theme to it in a sense and it was one-on-one black court ball it had some of um it had some of you know i would say uh nba's best athletes at the time you know you're talking iverson at the time and um you know i don't i don't think yeah none of those cats were in there before like so i think it was still like charles barkley was still in there and you know a few other cats i don't think like lebron and any of them were around during the time when this game was out at all so you still had like the dream team group of people in there everybody except for jordan because jordan was just not letting his license to his game he only had he only put in one license to one ea game or something like that and then he tried to do his own game and that game didn't work out or whatever but it was pretty much that was an awesome game series um yeah that needs to make a comeback because they were also trying to come make they were coming up with their own version or their answer to nba jam and i thought they did it really great in their own way uh of course we all know that that company defunct a long time ago so that's that um another game fear i never played this game before but i knew it was very popular when it was out fear was an acronym for something uh f f f e a r um of course they don't show the acronym of what it was but it it was a first person shooter uh it was really well received by a lot of fans as well as well as this game fight night i love fight night i loved it i loved it i loved it it was one of the best boxing games ever like like when it comes to like real boxing sims this was awesome 
brought it every single time. It was such a great, the same way that UFC is now. This was pretty much it here for that great, great, great fighting sim. Um, just if you just, even if you don't understand boxing, if you just play this game and you're stressed out or you're angry, you play fight night. Fight night will just let you murk somebody <laughs> in, in the ring. Okay. So, um, Capcom fans will recognize this, uh, Dino Crisis. I've always heard great things about this. It was kind of like had the Resident Evil type of vibe to it. Um, so it was kind of, you know, but it was just involving It was Resident Evil meets like Jurassic Park. Pretty, pretty much. That's, that's pretty much what they did with that. I totally agree with this next one here. X-Men Legends. Absolutely. In the midst that we now have, um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, and we actually, I do believe that a, a fourth one is coming. X-Men Legends was one of the best of that genre. But matter of fact, it came out before Marvel Ultimate Alliance ever came out. It was it was just this, and it was so great. And in fact, it was even better is that I still had the PSP uh, UMD cartridge for this game. This, this game was so awesome. If they could revamp this and give it the the coat of paint that they did for Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which in my eyes is the greatest of them all. This would be excellent. They have all the uh, X-Men in there. It'll be excellent. But it, the problem is, would it, which which generation of X-Men would they base it on? Nine chances out of 10, I guarantee you they'll probably base it on the 90s because that's what they always do. And in fact, if you guys remember Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, really based the X-Men of the 90s more than anything in here and it the whole entire game is kind of basically uh based from the 90s genre if you will so the gold what i like to call the golden age as well so yeah i'm all for that i would be all for that midnight club uh a racing game that you know really people dug so um never got into the racing game thing in fact i really honestly i didn't <laughs> you know what's so crazy is that um gran turismo was the games that everybody loved it was let Gran Turismo is legendary. I gave so much respect to that game, even though I'd never really liked playing it because it was too much. I don't drive and it was like a, a real world driving sim pretty much. But I loved the way it looked. And it's because of that that I used to buy the games just out of respect of how realistic these games. You talk about you talk about photorealism. All of the Gran Turismo games were ahead of its time. In terms of that, like every game from the PS2 to the PS3 to the PS4, I felt like Gran Turismo looked like it was a generation ahead of each one of every game that ever came out for any of those consoles. I mean, you can even see the heat vapors coming off and it was like a PlayStation 2, like the, the level of logic that that game had in there and physics that it had in there was just incredible. The asphalt looks so real, even on a PlayStation 2 just such ahead of his time like i i you know it's funny i would dare look back at it and see if it still stands but even for his time it just looked incredible so but that was the only games i ever brought but anything else like up there was not mario kart and that it was like i didn't get so midnight club i heard was pretty good ninja gaiden yeah i would love to see this and i mentioned this a while back um it does need to come back it desperately needs to come back but what it also needs is platinum games i love team ninja I need them to collaborate with Platinum Games because I think Platinum Games will make a much more fun Ninja Gaiden game. 
or they work their they work their philosophies together to create a a really awesome Ninja Gaiden game because I think the one thing that always takes away from Ninja Gaiden is the difficulty level. It doesn't need to be that stiff. And I know the creator of of um, Ninja Gaiden, which I, I'm sorry, that dude comes off as like a total prick at times, and I forgot his name, but he just he he was so into himself, rather more into the game process that it just, it just became of a turnoff. He did the same thing for Dead or Alive series as well he made them so damn hard to play at times it's like dude ease us in like allow us to want to be challenged i hated that i really hated that but i haven't played ninja guy in three uh yet and i heard it i heard there was mixed reviews with it but i'm actually gonna play it when it comes out on um in june i've only played one and two and i beat one and two but i haven't played three and i heard it was some people like it some people don't uh i heard they did retweak it and uh, it's that whole entire series is coming out ne uh, in about probably next month. So uh, probably no more than like a couple weeks or a few weeks from now. So I yeah I'm I'm I'm, I'm ready for a new one indeed. Army of Two. Uh, haven't checked this out. This is one of those um, co-op shooters that I would never probably play. So I'll skip that. Let it, let, I'm surprised Legacy of Kane has not come out come back yet. I don't get it. I do not get it. The Outworld series has been one of the best things ever and then the blood omen series was following up with that um i don't know square enix crystal dynamics where you're at <laughs> this is something i guarantee you hardcore fans would absolutely love to bring back whether you remaster this game or you just make a whole new one because i remember when this game came out there was such a great empathy for this game it, it, from the 90s to the early 2000s at best so absolutely splinter cell yeah i don't i don't understand why that hasn't come back yet i'm su really surprised that um that hasn't you know been put into place um you know sam fisher isn't pretty much everything except for a new entry right now so yeah uh this next one i absolutely agree i think i, I you know what this one i could take it or leave it but i loved it when it was out but beautiful joe uh, the game was so popular, it had, a, it had its own anime series, and it's successful at that. I mean, Beautiful Joe is a very kind of, kind of sort of an icon for Sega. Uh, I don't think as much as as uh, Mega Man in a sense, but he's really rather iconic. I wouldn't mind seeing a revamp of him or a remaster of that game as well, because it was pretty much awesome. And of course, the last one that they mentioned here is Dead Space. Dead Space apparently is one of those games that it was, it was a sci-fi horror uh yeah i that's where i draw the line there. <laughs> so uh let me tell you let me let us know what you think on that one but ladies and gentlemen that will do it for this edition of select start i hope you enjoyed it hopefully uh, i probably won't have a a review for this show probably to the week after or whatever i'm pretty sure i probably won't have a review to the week after but we'll see what's coming up and again june is coming this is the 21st it's going to be the 28th next week um i'm going to be probably slowing down so I, there may not actually be a select start episode after the 28th because i'm going to be working on a lot of the you know uh repop metaverse panels that you can be that you'll be able to see uh on findthemetaverse.com and some of it may actually be live streaming on uh social media as well so stay tuned for that much like the uh 
the Naruto trivia that we did, which I had a lot of fun doing with uh, my, my people from the uh, Hidden uh, Leaf Village. Um, but we will see. It's going to be pretty awesome. I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, I already got my notes ready. I did my homework and everything. And again, we also got Amanda C. Miller, who is coming next week, people. So stay tuned for that. The voice of Sailor Jupiter will be coming back to talk about what's going on in her world, as well as the new movie, Sailor Moon Eternal, which is coming out on Netflix in June. So stay tuned for all that. We're going to have a lot of fun here on Talk Time Live as well. And this Sunday, as of right now, you can watch on Hulu, Modoc. The series is out. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot of news that's going on in the world of our favorite fandoms. Now that I have a review and that I have a lot of news going on from there as well. So stay tuned for that and much, much more. So folks, you can definitely go out of your way to check us out on the brand new talktimelive.com. You can find this episode and all of our episodes easily on our search engine as well. Type for all exclusive interviews, just type in TTL exclusive for all of our select start, just type in select or select slash forward slash start. They'll all pop up from there. If you want a particular name, uh, which you can find on the page that I have the guest of TTL exclusive. I have a list of every single name that I've ever interviewed. Now, all of them are there. I will say this. Not all of the interviews are on there because I still got to upload some old ones, but you can most likely see the majority of them there. And if you see a name that you want to listen, look at in an interview, look at, look up that name on the podcast page and you'll find it easily there. So there are also a lot of more content coming. Remember the blog entry for the retro replay uh, rundown is coming on June 1st. So stay tuned for that as I dedicate the best of Sailor Moon games on there. And you can also subscribe and download on your favorite podcast platforms such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Popping, TuneIn, Audible, Pandora, Pocket Cast, and yes, Tumblr as well. So stay tuned for all that and much, much more. But folks, that'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, love all things, anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care, and I will talk to you guys Sunday. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.